Well, it's all led to this. The Washington Huskies are facing off against the Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff national championship game this Monday. And after the dust settles, one school will leave with their first national title in over 25 years. And the other will suffer their very first loss of the season. I'm joined today now by Alan Fee and Evan Funk of The Zone on KPUG, weekdays from 3 to 6. And we've been tracking the season every single day for the last four months. And any Huskies fan will tell you it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride, to say the least. And I think that's been pretty well documented on the show back there. Uh, first of all, thanks for coming on today, guys. Really appreciate it. There you go. This is uh, kind of fun to be across the hall over here. Yeah, happy to be here, Jason. Thanks yeah. for uh, joining. It's nice to be on a show that people listen to. Yeah, you know? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Feels weird, right? <laughs> so I'm just going to start by taking us back. Uh, I think that first game against Oregon really felt like a turning point in the season for the Huskies. They get that big win on game day, entered the national discussion in a real way after that, and then they followed up with this continued trend of razor-thin games against kind of lesser opponents, I think is a, maybe a good way to put it. So I'll start with you, Alan. What was your view at that time on the Huskies as a national title contender? I do think that uh, game was a turning point, uh, and, and I think it was a turning point for both those teams. Oregon, we thought, uh-oh, Oregon got jacked up. They missed that 41-yard field goal to tie it. They went for it too many times on fourth down, and it's almost like they lost that game more than we won that game. And after that, they just they went on a rampage. And I thought, they're going to come back and try to pay us back in the Pac-12 championship. And, and truth be told, I thought they were going to. I mean, how many times in a row could we beat Oregon? How many times could we slip past all these lesser teams? And uh, for Washington, I just felt like it was a house of cards. It was like, okay, we got another one out of the way. It didn't matter how good or bad the opponent was. It was like even Washington State. I mean, that was a team that we should have hammered. And we had to slip past them at the end with a field goal. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it, we turned the corner. I just think we kept going, and we, we set up Oregon. We talked a lot about this on the show. Right. You know, Oregon was a high-quality team, and I think that win, uh, that first win, is what kind of got the Huskies some real respect on the national level. At the same time, Oregon did go on a rampage, just like Alan said, but the Huskies continue to win. They're undefeated at this point, and actually – their last 10 games have all been one-score games. So just as you mentioned, this has really been a roller coaster, but the Huskies have come out every single time, regardless of who they're playing. And I do like the matchup coming up against Michigan. The Huskies started to get some respect with that first win. Definitely, there were, there were a lot of skeptics, as we saw all season. They sat at that number five spot for quite a long time, but behind other teams like Florida State who didn't get in. So I agree with you totally. Once that second Oregon came, game came around, a lot more respect. Now that they beat Texas, we're hearing everyone saying, I wouldn't be surprised if the Huskies won. And so the whole story has changed. But it's it's really been a roller coaster, a great season for this school. It's only They've only won a national championship actually two times, 1960, 1991. So it's been over 30 years since they've had the opportunity. Now they get it. And it's a preview against Michigan, who they'll be joining in the Big Ten next season. So a lot of exciting elements coming into this game. And moving forward, we'll learn a lot about what the Huskies might look like in the Big Ten. Absolutely. And there's something you said there, Evan. And I hear this from a lot of national media, and we all hear this, like, everyone picking this Michigan-Washington game is saying, you know what, I'm picking Michigan, but I wouldn't be surprised if Washington won, you know? And that feels like you just hear that a lot. And that kind of leads into this whole theme, this mantra that Washington's had this season. We're the underdogs. We've been betting underdogs in our last three games. We're going to take it. And I feel like that's been translating to their play here on the field, right? Yeah, Jim Harbaugh is getting away with murder right now, trying to play the underdog. Like, you know, it's them against the world. Uh, hello, you you got suspended for six games, right? And we don't even know half of what they did or didn't do. We just know that he was suspended, and we know that there's no way he's the Michigan coach next year. He's going to the pros. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious that that's going to happen. So he's trying to get out. But he's saying, oh, my gosh, poor us. He's playing the victim role. He needs to kind of slow his roll on that because you miss six games for some reason. 
And the actual underdogs are the Huskies, uh, four-and-a-half-point dogs last time I checked. And just like we mentioned, the Huskies have played in quite a few games that are one-score games, 10 in a row, actually. That's the longest streak of one-score games since the AP poll came out in 1923. The previous champion with the most one-score games was Ohio State, and they only had five in a season. So the Huskies have doubled that. They're battle-tested. They can come in and beat anybody. And even if the game's close, they've shown they can pull it out every time. Absolutely. That's a term you hear a lot with this team, battle-tested on defense, on offense. And that defense, obviously the offense is a part of this team that really people talk about, Michael Penix, Romo Dunze, but... The defense kind of seems like something that will step up in a lot of close games, especially that Oregon State one earlier this year. For a lot of our listeners that maybe don't follow the Huskies as much, Evan, what do people need to know about Michael Penix and what he's done so far this season to get to this stage? So Michael Penix, uh, at the end of the season, came out as a Heisman finalist, which is a huge deal. A lot of people, if you're in this region, you might think he got robbed because the team finished undefeated. He won the Pac-12 championship. But to get here, Michael Penix... He started his college career at Indiana. He had a a bunch of major injuries, ACL tears, shoulder injuries. He was considering ending his college football career because it was that serious. Kalen DeBoer gets the the UW head coach spot, brings in Michael Penix on day nine of his coach tenure, and it's turned the entire program around in in just two seasons, not even two full seasons. Michael Penix is considered a top-tier NFL prospect at the quarterback position. He's a left-handed slinger, really. Alan and I were talking about the – Texas Sugar Bowl game, and he was just throwing darts. He was so accurate. He has three high-quality receivers. The most important is Romo Dunze, who you mentioned, who was an All-American, first-team All-American, and he's projected to be a top-10 NFL pick. So he has a lot of weapons, but he has great accuracy, great poise. He doesn't get uh, nervous, really, ever. I can't think of a game this season where he looked you know, flut- flustered or, or uh, panicky at all. So he's just going to be well-poised, he's accurate, he knows where to throw the ball, and he knows when to throw it away. He's a great leader on the team, and what more could you ask for out of a a 60-year senior senior who transferred in? Absolutely, and one of the storylines heading into this game on Monday against Michigan is Michigan is not exactly, they're two very different teams, I think, is one of the big storylines. Washington has that flashy offense Michael Penix led, and Michigan does it, you know, kind of that Big Ten gritty defense, run game, two-star running backs, gets it done on defense. We saw it in that Alabama game that went to overtime. What do you think has to happen for the Huskies to win here? Is there a certain aspect of the game? Is there going to be a certain moment? Is there a certain player that needs to have a performance? Mm-hmm. What needs to happen here for the Huskies to take this home? Yeah, I, there's no question in my mind about that question. I think it's you got to protect Penix at all costs. That's, that's the thing. That line's coming after him. Yep. And uh, and he's got the ability to to move, and and I think that's going to be the exciting part of this football game. But you have to protect Penix, and that defense probably has to be a little more consistent. You know that consistent that that the the Husky defense finds a way at the end of games. I don't think Michigan's going to give you a lot of opportunity uh, if you fall behind. Uh, it's going to be a little harder to come back against that defense. And completely agree. Blake Corum is the running back for Michigan. He's a second team All American. So if they get ahead, they could easily just try to grind away that clock. And if Penix, for some reason, gets hurt or he's hobbled, that's going to be a big issue if they're playing from behind. I, I would completely agree. I think Penix is the ultimately the biggest key to the game. It's going to be how he's performing. And it comes back to the, the matchup we discussed, the, the Husky wide receivers and the Michigan secondary. It's really going to determine the game. If they can shut down Penix, we know J- Dylan Johnson's hurt. I'm not sure how productive we can be if it's a run-first priority offense for this game. But I don't expect that's what they're going to do. It should be a lot of passing 
trying to exploit that secondary. And I think the Huskies come out on top. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to definitely have to keep an eye on Dylan Johnson. They told us that that was a re-aggravated injury, and he was playing with that the last time during the Texas game. So I don't think he's more hurt than he was. So we should be okay there. But again, that's a tough Michigan defense. So there we go. Well, you heard it from these guys. Plenty of reasons to watch on Monday. It's the Wolverines versus the Huskies. And that was Alan Fee and Evan Funk of The Zone. You can listen to them weekdays from 3 to 6 over on KPUG AM 1170, 97.9 FM. We're talking Husky football as they enter the final test of the season this Monday against Michigan. Thanks so much for joining today, guys. Really appreciate the time. All right, go dogs. Thanks.